Ryan, I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I can soar. See me running through that open door. I see you, baby. <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome to episode three of Jedi Dropouts. I am James Moss. And I am Stone Cold Ryan Taylor, <laughs> as they call me in the streets. Uh, today we're talking about video games. That's right, those things you play to keep yourself entertained on your portable adding machines. <laughs> well, um, today we're going to be talking about such topics as uh, what game would you speedrun? Um, we're going to be talking about water type Pokemon. We're going to be talking about our top five favorite video games of all time. And we're going to be fan casting the Nintendo universe if they were to make a movie. Which may or may not be a good idea. Oh, it's going to go so badly and I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. I've got a belly full of chicken and I'm, I'm, I'm half in a food coma right now. So I'm probably going to be real dumb during this one. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, let's start off and uh, let's just talk about video games a little bit. What's your, what's your what's your first memory of playing video games? My first memory of video games is the original uh, Super Mario. Oh, or, yeah? Not Super Mario, uh, just Mario Brothers. The original Mario Bros. Like for the, NES. Yeah. Not not the one where you're like just trying to like redirect turtles at each other. Oh, okay, okay, so. Was it would be it was Super Mario Bros. Yes. Oh wow, we're we're <laughs> we're, we're nailing this. Uh, yeah, we're kind of shit in the bed on this one already. Uh, this is what yes, we get for because because recording three episodes in one day and having a belly full of food. Um, yeah, no, the original NES Mario. Okay, yeah, yeah Super Mario Bros. Because Mario Bros. would be the when you're talking Arcade about the turtles. Yeah, one. yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's my earliest memory of playing. A video game because I had the original NES and um, the three games I probably played the most for that I had Mario like I said I had um, I had the Adventures of Link which was the second Zelda game nice and uh, mom came home from a business trip once and brought me home Mega Man 3. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and that's where I really got hooked on that franchise. I was so bad at it back then because I was only fucking like six years old, seven years old. But I could only ever get past one level in Mega Man 3 back then. So pretty much whenever I would play it, I would always just beat that one level and like some levels I wouldn't even be able to make it to the boss but I would just keep playing the game anyway and I would always beat Top Man Top Man would be the first person I would always beat and then I would try Snake Man I could usually get decently far in that level not once as a kid did I ever beat Gemini Man but like yeah I just got hooked and from there it was Super Nintendo and I was I was real mark for Nintendo up until the Wii, and I did have a Wii. I did enjoy the Wii, but that's kind of when I jumped ship to PS3 and PS4. I wasn't a big fan of the Wii, you know. No, I I was underwhelmed. The, I'm not one for motion control, and that's what kind of threw me off. Well, I mean, I have shitty motor skills anyway. <laughs> I like some like. I'm not really good at video games. I just enjoy them. But when like I have to use my shitty motor skills to make me even worse at video games, then yeah. no, that yeah. kind of turns me off a bit from it. If you're not really good at video games, I'm not really okay at video games. I am terrible. 
I love them, but I, I'm terrible. I'm, oh, I, I love video games, but I would never be able to play any competitively. Uh, my first console was the Sega Genesis. And actually, three games for me as well. I played NHL '95, which got me hooked on that franchise. <laughs> I've played almost like I've played most of the NHL entries, mm-hmm. as different as they are. <laughs> um, Sonic, of course. Sonic Two was the one I played, which is probably the best Sonic introduction of Tails and all. Mm-hmm. And Streets of Rage Two. Such a good game. Right? Even in high school, me and a friend of mine that I worked with, we would get together on Saturdays and he would hook up his Sega Genesis and we would play Streets of Rage. And this was like 2005 and we would be playing Streets of Rage every Saturday on Sega Genesis. I miss it. I haven't played Streets of Rage in a long time. Such and, a and good game. It's pure nostalgia because I, I don't think I've laid eyes on the game since the 90s. Um, speaking of video games, uh, a guy who used to play in a band, his band used to play shows with one of my old bands. Um, he has a, I'm not sure if he's on YouTube or not, but he has a weekly video that he does on Facebook. Okay. Every Wednesdays. It's called What At? Oh, you, you showed me this yeah. guy. Yeah. Like. I watched him play Banjo Kazooie and Tony Hawk. Like, he's just a funny, funny dude, and just the commentary he has while he's playing these games. Like, he's better at video games than I am, but I don't watch it because I'm like impressed with how he's playing the game. I'm watching because it's just hilarious watching him play it. Like the commentary he adds. Yeah, because watching like watching gamers on say Twitch or YouTube, it's it's either uh, the skill level, which you see in the guys who do like speed runs and Kaizo Mario and stuff like that, and yep. then then there's entertainers like this guy. I, I don't know his name. What's his? Uh, his name is Shane. Shane. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, what at Wednesdays? Hilarious. Um. Yeah. Speaking of speed runs, like. Yeah. Moving right into that one. Yeah. Popping the question: nicely. What game would you speed run? I used to think I could speedrun certain games until I started watching videos of speedruns within the last six months. Um, I was watching speedruns of Super Metroid, and I was just blown away. I was like, there's no way I could possibly do that. The only game that I think I would do a decent job speedrunning is maybe Dynasty Warriors 6. Okay. Like just start clean um depends on if i had to get like a hundred percent or not if it was a hundred percent speed run it would be a bit more difficult obviously but yeah just to, I, I, just to like go to this place kill this guy and the level like i think i could do a decent speed run of that if i had to okay yeah uh yeah i got two takes on the answer because it, as you said, like, I'm not very good at video games, no. so trying to match speedrunners, it's it's near impossible. Mm-hmm. So it would either have to be a game that I specifically love that no one fucking likes, so no one plays it, mm-hmm. or a game that is so simple that if I wanted to, I could devote myself to it. Yeah. So my answer, my first answer, Tony Hawk's Underground, because that is, as, so as we'll later find out, my single favorite video game of all time. And I played it so much. I could I can spit off the missions to you if I must. Yeah. Um, and I really don't think many people play that game. I really don't think it was as popular as I grew up thinking. I've seen speedruns of Tony Hawk 2 and Tony Hawk 3, but I've never seen a speedrun of that game. Yeah, like the, 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 the original 2, yeah. sometimes 3 were very popular, but Underground was kind of when people people stopped playing, right? And I mean, out of the entire Tony Hawk franchise, number four and the first Underground were my two favorites of the entire Tony Hawk franchise. 
Charlotte's frowning because she's a very uh, she's an avid Tony Hawk Two fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, I think Two was probably a close second for me. Mm-hmm. Underground is what really really took up most of my time. Whatever See, that was, like 2000, what's 2002, 2001, something. They really lost me when they started going, well, American Wasteland started losing me yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, like I said, poor motor skills, I can't play skate. No. It just turns into me just flailing at the controls and fucking up super hard. But um, with Tony Hawk 4 and Tony Hawk Underground, and in the reverts and the manuals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. No, it just made combos so much easier for me, and I played those games so. The manuals, much. the manuals is where I, I, I would just manual do manual tricks for like half an hour, and yep. build up the biggest combo I could. Yeah, so would I. I uh, put most oh. of my stat points into manuals. Yep. And rail balance yep. right away, not spin, not ollies, like uh, manual rail balance first off, and then everything else would follow. And the other answer, although completely unrealistic, but if, if, be it, I wanted to devote myself to being a speedrunner, and that was my career choice, it had to be something very simple, very basic, and so I said either Space Invaders or Tetris, something very Atari, you know, and Tetris I played a hell of a lot of, Space, Space Invaders a little less so, but, uh, I don't know, I... I'm all right at those games. Yeah. You know. I love both those games, too. I just wanted to name drop them. Cool. Uh, Want to give the long con a shot? Sure. Um, okay. So, if you've been listening to the other two previous episodes, we've been taking a Pokemon type and rhyming off our favorite Pokemon of that type from each generation. And this is more of my area of expertise. Ryan adds what he can, but he's not as versed in the field as I am. I've played about half the games, yeah. and I've never really replayed any. Yeah, so this is mostly section that I thought of. Uh, we're going to do the water type on this episode. So I, I feel a little more confident about this one because water type is my go-to. Cool. Um, Alright then, what do you have for Gen 1? Gyarados. Yeah? Absolutely. I mean, Magikarp is hilarious and all, but the fact that they took the the derpiest Pokemon I think ever made and turned it into an absolute fucking beast. Yeah. It's You can't ask for better. Although, I, I kind of wanted to say Blastoise as well because he was a, a Squirtle I used to go to for starter half the time when I wasn't going with Bulbasaur. And I always liked the evolution better. I loved Bulbasaur, but Venusaur didn't really do much for me. Yeah. And Blastoise is just fucking badass, right? Seeking. Seeking. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, as I mentioned in the last episode when we were talking about grass, I said my favorite uh, grass-type Pokemon was Ferrothorn. Yep. 90% of the time, my lead when I play doubles is Ferrothorn Sea King. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have a physical attacking Sea King, and I'll have moves like uh, Poison Jab. I'll put a ground type attack on him. Um, he has an ability called Lightning Rod. Okay. So if yep. someone tries to attack your side with an electric attack Sea King just kind of takes that hit and it doesn't do any damage to him so he's basically immune to electric attacks and it gives him a special attack boost so that makes Sea King's only real type weakness grass and so if you send him out with someone and they're trying to use electric attacks on your other Pokemon or on Seeking, he's just taking the hits and getting stronger and stronger. You come up with all these combos that I'm I'm just nowhere near. Yeah, but I mean I watch a lot of uh Poketubers. Okay. And that's a fun word. It is a fun word. 
and like whenever the regional championships are streaming I'll usually watch that as I'm getting ready for work and stuff like that like I I do watch a lot of competitive Pokemon play okay. and videos on strategies and stuff like that so that's where I get a lot of that uh, wh- what about uh, Gen 2? Now, uh, Gen 2 is not one that I've played, and I couldn't quite decide, because, <laughs> again, for humorous reasons, um, either Quagsire, because I think Quagsire looks like the animator ran out of time, <laughs> he was he was developing the body, and he's like, okay, yeah, and he's gonna have this, and he's like, oh, you get a face on that thing quick, and he's just like, dot, dot, line, we're done, we're out of here. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's a hilarious situation. See, even though you're not like super well versed in Pokemon, I love that you have such hilarious reasons for picking certain Pokemon. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, but no, it's I find it hilarious. Um, and if not Quagsire, Slowking. Now I don't know Slowking that well. I do know Slowpoke, Slowbro. Mm. But I think Slowking really looks like Slowbro just decided he was the king of, of all the Slowpokes and found a shell, and he's like, fucking, let's, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it on his head and fucking... Usurping you bitches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I know it's not canon, but I like to think that's what happened. Yeah. And well, speaking of kings, I picked Kingdra. Kingdra, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he just looks cool and can be really powerful if used right I've, I haven't used it a lot because a lot of the Pokemon that evolve through trading means like I've, I haven't really played much with them I usually just borrowed Emily's 3DS and traded with myself nice just to add them to the Pokedex, but yeah. What about Gen Three? Gen Three, I took Swampert, cool. and again, that's a generation I'm not that familiar with. But Swampert looks pretty badass. I don't know a whole lot about him, but Swampert does look badass. It really looks like he kicks some ass. Uh, when I played the remakes of Gen Three, Swampert was the first starter I used. Okay. Um, but I really like Sharpedo. Sharpedo, yeah. which I almost considered because I think that's that's another funny. Uh, it's a clever name. Yep. And like when you use Surf with Sharpedo, you move so fast through the water, and the animation's different, and that water and dark type with the rough skin ability. So if like they use a physical move on them, like they take recoil damage, and just stick some moves on him like Ice Fang and stuff like that. He looks cool, he's useful. Like, yeah, I love Sharpedo. Gen 4. Um, I'm Googling some of these because I wrote these down. I don't remember the Pokemon because I I don't know a few of these generations. I took Empoleon. Empoleon? Yes. Um, See, Empoleon's one of my least favorite starter Pokemon of all time. He kind of, like... I like penguins, <laughs> and that's a shit reason to pick a Pokemon. But he yeah. kind of looks like a badass penguin. It's like, as good a reason as any. The the whole the the trident uh, into the beak sort of thing. He he's got this Atlantean sort of look to him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And you know me, I'm an Aquaman fan. See, I will admit, Empoleon looks badass. I just I don't like using him. Okay. And that's my entire reason why. As far as starter Pokemon go, like I find he looks cooler than a lot of other starters, but I just don't like using them. Yeah. Uh, for Gen Four, I say Gastrodon. Um, again, it's a Pokemon I hate battling against, but and I love his cry. That's one of the reasons why I like Gastrodon so much. Okay. I like his cry when playing against him in the game, like when he comes into battle. Yeah. I'll, uh, I can revisit some of these if I ever end up pl- actually playing the couple games I missed. Yeah. Couple games is most of them. <laughs> uh, Gen 5. Gen 5. Seismitoad. 
Really? I love Seismitoad. Uh, we talked in an earlier episode about how much I loved Stoutland when I played through Black or White. I can't remember which one I played. Yeah. Seismitoad was my other go-to. Excuse me. Uh, water ground type, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So fucking useful. Like, most of the boss battles, just Seismitoad. Seismitoad just blasting through every Pokemon. See, I've never used a Seismitoad. I I strongly recommend. <laughs> With my very limited Pokemon experience, I... Like, the only times I've ever gotten a Seismitoad was, like, I would catch his lower evolution forms. Mm-hmm. And I would just, like stick it in the box and then like after I had the Elite Four and everything beat I would just you know use experience share and evolve them that way and never use them yeah that's the funny thing I had the uh, lower oh, what's the what's the original Tim Pole yeah there you go and then Palpatode yeah I, I had the uh, the original in just stuck in a box somewhere and I got to a point in the game where I realized I didn't really have a good water type mm-hmm. and I kind of needed it and uh, so I hauled him out and I did some grinding and leveled him up and then he ended up being like one of my staples for the rest of the game wow cool um, I went with Jellicent okay I mean I like it that the male and female forms look different which is kind of cool um, also like the cursed body ability you hit them and it might disable your attack for a few turns. Uh, water and ghost type I thought was also pretty cool. And this thing can be beefy. It's... Yeah, the ghost type gives it immunity to certain types. It can tank a lot of hits if need be. Like, disable a few moves. Yeah. I never used one, but I remember playing the game and I remember that being... A pain in the ass to play against. Yeah. Using it is pretty fun. Yeah, I can imagine so. Gen 6, I went with Greninja. I also went with Greninja. Even though he's a starter, and even though he's one of the most popular, and he's in Smash Bros., it's... He looks so cool. And he's so fun to play. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like yeah Charizard is a popular obvious choice but I mean he's fu- it's fucking Charizard right? Mm. But Greninja like even in Smash Bros I like using him. Yeah. Yeah, hands down Greninja. There's really not much more to say other than Greninja is fucking awesome and yeah. Uh, I haven't tried out the other starters from that generation, but I'm not, I'm not sure if they. Uh, I don't know. Ninja was the first one I used, and I keep going back to him. I, I always go towards water types anyway for starters, for some reason. See, I usually don't go with the water starter just because there's more water type Pokemon than any other type. Yeah. So there's usually, and Magikarp are fucking everywhere. Yeah. So usually my go to early in the game is. Start with fire or grass, depending on the generation. Catch a mag- Magikarp, evolve it into a Gyarados, and then if I want to replace Gyarados with something else I'll, down the line, I will. Or sometimes I'll just keep Gyarados the entire time. But you can get Gyarados so early game most times, so I usually don't bother with the water starter. But in Gen 6, I almost always go with Greninja. Nice. Well, you don't know a lot of Gen 7. I don't, but I got a... I actually have a serious pick for this one. Cool. I went with the... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Galissapod? That's the same one I picked. Yeah? yeah. And entirely because it's a it's a water bug type, right? Yep. It's the first time I've ever seen a bug type that looked threatening. Yeah. It actually looks a little bit scary. It looks yeah. like... It like has an, this real samurai look to it. And it, With a little bit of H.R. Geiger, it looks like... <laughs> It could come out of an alien movie, you know? Yep. Um, Galissapod, I've been using in the battle tree. And stick a life orb on it so it gets an attack boost. And it has its signature move, uh, First Impression. Okay. Where it attacks first if it's the first 
attack it uses when it comes out. And it hits like a truck. Oh my god, like this thing has such great attack stats. But when its health gets so low, its ability emergency exit makes it automatically switch out. So. You know, um, in the future, by the time we finish this, I might be more well versed because I'm gonna I'm gonna try that thing that you were telling me about the uh, the Pokemon Showdown. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna try that. I want to try some of these Pokemon out, and I don't see myself playing the games anytime soon. Yeah, I like if I got like ten minutes to kill before I leave for work, and I have nothing else to do, and I can't find a video I want to watch on YouTube. I'll just open up Pokemon Showdown, play one battle with one of my pre-made teams, and then I'll just put my Koga boots on when that's done. Pre-made teams? You, oh, like, you, you make your team. So you can save your settings on there. Oh, yeah. I have, like, oh. six or seven teams saved. Oh, that's so cool. And you just, like, select which um, battle mode you want to play. You can play, like, doubles. You can play singles, whatever. And... You just pick one of the teams you have made for that game style. Question is, um, so you're playing other people online here, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any way to connect to someone to play with a specific person, or is it just random matchmaking? Honestly, I have no idea, because I haven't tried to okay. play against anyone specifically. I just find random battles. Well, we'll find out. We're going to test that out later. And yeah, so that's all seven generations of water Pokemon. So who would you say is your favorite water Pokemon ever? Seismitoad. Seismitoad? Yep. I, I've i never had that much fun. Honestly, I know we're going to do an, an overall thing, and Seismitoad's probably a contender for overall, because I had so much fun playing him. Nice. Um, I'd have to flip a coin between Sea King and Sharpedo. Sea King, nice. I like using a lot. But Sharpedo just looks so cool. Looks so badass. Fun name. Practical for like surfing around, gets you around faster. Excuse me. So it's either Sea King or Sharpedo for me. It's pretty solid. Yes, sir. And let's move on to ranked. Ranked. Um so you wanna take this one first and so we'll go Five to one favorite video games yep. of all time. Sure thing. Top five favorite video games. So what I did with mine was I tried to narrow it down to five different, like the, my five different types of games. Okay. And because I mean, for certain things like uh, like fighters or uh, or side-scrolling brawlers, there's a couple games that kind of stand in my mind. But uh, try to pick my favorite for each. Uh, let's see. Well, for starters, my all-time favorite game, Tony Hawk's Underground, as mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Covered that one a little bit already. Uh, NHL 95. It stands up there because it's probably the first game I ever really played. And oh. I still... I, I, I played NHL 17 probably sometime in the last week. I, it's It's a lifelong thing. Uh, fighting games are another genre I love although I'm shit at them Street Fighter 2 solid I mean there's so many you could name though the Mortal, the early Mortal Kombat's uh, Tekken games the Smash Bros games uh, Soul Calibur Soul Calibur yeah uh, but Street Fighter 2 is one that really stands out uh, let's see Co-op games because playing with a buddy is always fr- is always fun. Oh yeah, and Turtles in Time, which oh, I God. I have a slight suspicion might make yours or close to it. Um, surprisingly, uh, surprisingly, there's no Ninja Turtle game on my list. But but would Turtles in Time make your top ten? Without a doubt. Okay, I knew it had to be up there, and then I went with um, my favorite game of my adult life because I mean this is mostly stuff from my childhood and I actually said Mario Kart 8 because that is the game I've put the most hours in I, I Terraria was a close second and uh, those fall under co-op as well but uh, cool. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I actually like Mario Kart 8 better than any Mario Kart. Nice. My turn? Yep, go for All it. Alright. Um, number five for me, Smash Bros. Brawl. Brawl, nice. Brawl, yeah. Um, I picked Brawl for the Wii over the other Smash Bros. Um, mostly because of the Subspace Emissary story mode. I had a lot of fun playing that story mode with friends. Okay. And, I mean, the multiplayer, just like, versus mode in most of Smash Bros. games, fairly similar. I mean, yeah. Brawl and the one for Wii U both had Ike, who is my favorite Smash Bros. character. Okay. But the story mode and Brawl was just so much more fun for me. I remember playing it numerous times with a handful of different people until 100% completion. It was a blast. I loved it every time. Uh, number four for me was Resident Evil 5. Five? Five, really? yeah. Most really? people would say that their favorite Resident Evil game is probably four. Yeah, four is a big one. See, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan problem for me is in the earlier games I could not get the controls down that camera fucks yeah everybody up fuck, fuck me up yeah so the control like um, I used to watch my godmother's son play like Resident Evil 3 all the time when I was younger friend of mine I would just hang out with him while he played Resident Evil 2 and I would just like sit there eating chips and popcorn watching him play Resident Evil 2 because I liked the game so much I was too bad at it to enjoy playing it but I just loved watching someone else play it it's really funny I have the exact same experience like I I, well it seems like you've played more Resident Evil I've never really played much but I've watched like most of those games just through the experience of sitting on the couch eating junk food right well Resident Evil 5 I played Resident Evil 4 a lot. Yeah. But um, when Resident Evil 5 came out, I was living back home with my parents for a little bit. And a friend of mine had a doctor's appointment at a town, and he, he called me and he was like, What are you doing this evening? I was like, No plans. And he said, I just picked up Resident Evil 5. It just came out. Meet me at my house in an hour. I'll be home and we're playing this thing and so the two of us sat down around 5 p.m. or so and we started playing Resident Evil 5 co-op and we did not stop playing until we beat the game and then I checked my phone and I had two missed calls from my mother being like your father and I are on our way to work you still have your father's truck like where are you like sun was up next morning we beat the game I was like well shit I need to go home and go to bed went home went to bed came back the next day and we like started going back through the missions going for all like the jewels and collectibles and everything like that until we got 100% completion like we played that game through and through I've never really seen much of that one but we beat it in a single sitting and like that's one of my fondest memories of playing video games ever was just beating Resident Evil 5 in a single sitting with Drew. Uh, Number three would be Dynasty Warriors 8. I I play a lot of Dynasty Warriors. I like how they're loosely based on real battles and real people that lived in China way back when. I didn't know that. Yeah. um, Obviously, they, you know take some liberties they take some liberties and they make a few people seem a bit larger than life because that's what makes the game so fun is just mowing down thousands of people by yourself but yeah like a lot of these battles are loosely based on real battles I say loosely yeah um but yeah just Dynasty Warriors 8, the graphics are so good. They've added so many characters, so many new weapons. I just, I can sink, I have sunk hours into this game. 
like to the point where there have been days where I've forgotten to eat because I've been so immersed in Dynasty Warriors for like nine hours straight. Um, number two on my list, Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. The Omega version, the Omega Alpha. Uh, yeah. Alpha. The, yeah. The remakes of Gen three that they really? released with Gen six. That good. I love them. Like with the addition of Mega Evolution and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. It's the graphics of Gen 6 with the region of Gen 3 and like the fact that you can fly around on Latias and Latios. Like, yeah. I I have a lot of fun with those games. And I'm on maybe my fourth replay of them now. That's <laughs> actually what I'm doing in Nuzlocke on now is uh, Alpha Sapphire. And my favorite video game ever... Mega Man X3. I knew it had to be a Mega Man. Yeah. Um, X3 is probably my favorite. I mean, the first five X games are all so good. Six, I gotta be in a certain mood to play. But the first three, I was kind of juggling around in my head to see which one would be my favorite. But anytime I want to just like blast through. A Mega Man X game, like see how fast I can get through it. I'm nowhere near speedrun level, but just, just this boss, this boss, this boss, just go through it. It's always X3. I, the weapons are fun. Um, you don't get a Hadouken or a Shoryuken in this one, but you get like gold armor and you can get Zero's beam saber as X okay. towards the last levels. It's it's a blast. I love it. Yeah. So that's my five favorite video games of all time. There were a couple more recent games, and I wasn't sure if I should put them on there or not. I just kind of juggled around. Like uh, I'm a big big fan of Destiny, and uh, Sunset Overdrive was just. A... See, I haven't played a lot of newer games like that. I haven't I haven't played that many, but I. Uh... Actually, I have played a few. Um, I, I used to play a lot of video games when I was a kid, and then I stopped for a very long time, and then I got back into them, like, what, four years ago? Okay. And I bought a PS3, and then I won an Xbox One on a bottle of Mountain Dew. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, I, I, I played a lot of the newer games for Xbox One, Destiny and Sunset Overdose stood out to me, but they're not quite top five yet. I mean, I played a lot of the Donkey Kong Country series. Oh, Donkey Kong. I, I almost threw Donkey Kong in there. The, ori- the original. I played uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 a lot. So much. But, I mean, like you said, Turtles in Time would be in the top ten, so would Donkey Kong Country 2, Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo, like, those yeah. are definitely honorable mentions for me. And I think we should uh, move on to our <laughs> our final segment. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> for this one, I know we picked a lot of the same characters to cast. Yeah. But do you want to do it like we'll name a character and we'll both say who we cast as that character? Sure. Why not? Because this is this is, is a ridiculous idea from the get go. Okay. Did you do live action or... I did live action. Uh, see, I did voice uh, voiceover artists. You did voiceover I, artists? Yeah. I did live action. I, I pictured it as sort of a... Almost like an MCU of animated movies Pixar style. Okay. Because that's what I, I was thinking would be the only way I could really see it actually working. Although I still don't know if it would. See, I took a completely different approach to the Nintendo Perfect. Cinematic Universe. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. I pictured a raunchy comedy starring oh, no. Nintendo characters. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and very much like this is the end. <laughs> Okay, let's let's just let let's go for it. You yeah. name a character, and I'll tell you who I cast. Okay. Uh, now you said you didn't you didn't do Link. 
I didn't do Link. Okay. No. Uh, I'll just throw it in there. I, I as Link, I casted Bex Taylor Klaus, who voices a character on Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh, female actor. She was in Arrow, and she's she? in the Netflix. I didn't know she did. Yeah. Okay. She was in so the you know Netflix mo- screen too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Even better. But uh, uh, I think she's awesome. The reason I, I casted her as Link is uh, in Voltron Legendary Defender. Spoiler alert: She plays what is seemingly a male character, which turns out to be a female character in disguise for a number of reasons, but doesn't change the voice in any way. And she has the, that perfect sort of voice, I think, that would work for Link. That is kind of masculine, kind of feminine. Yeah, I can totally see that. It doesn't, like, it's it's the kind of thing where the, the gender doesn't really matter. And with Link, it was always kind of kind of like that. Yeah. Like, um, uh, like the, the first trailer for Breath of the Wild, people weren't sure if it was uh, a male or female character. Okay. Uh, is there any others that I casted that you didn't uh kirby yoshi any of those you no i have all those okay well let's go for it then i think the obvious starting point would be mario mario uh you want to just tell me what you got jonah hill jonah hill <laughs> with the mustache you got it uh, i don't I, I, I would watch what you're talking about here, but I, I mean, why not? Sure. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't think of who would actually voice Mario and do the voice justice without sounding lame as shit. So I said Ralph Garman. Not familiar. Uh, I know him from the podcast Hollywood Babylon. He appears in Yoga Hosers. He, he appears in Tusk. He does a bunch of voices in Family Guy. He's a very talented voiceover artist. He does a lot of great impressions. Nice. And he's got the kind of voice you can probably do a Mario impression and nail it. Okay. So why not, right? Yeah. Who's next? Luigi. Luigi. Jay Baruchel. Why not? Yeah, that would... He's, he's that lanky guy you stick him next to, Mario. I mean, the two of them would really nail the why the fuck are we here we're plumbers sort of thing yeah is is that the idea that these these two plumbers just showed up in the mushroom kingdom and they're like what the fuck is happening yeah it would be like it would kind of have a very sarcastic tone oh yeah okay yeah I, w- I want to see this it's terrible but I I want to see it yeah like I'm gonna get ridiculous with this perfect uh, for Luigi I said Tom Kenny Okay. Uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> Ice King from Adventure Time, the narrator from Powerpuff Girls, and Doc Ock from Ultimate Spider-Man. Nice. He's got a he's got a huge resume. He uh, he uh, voices a character in at least like every fucking animated show, Jeez. and it's high pitched enough that he could uh, I think he could nail Luigi, which is just like the the accent is what really. Uh, hurts it because you got to find someone who can do the accent and not sound like an like a moron right yeah peach jillian bell jillian bell jillian bell why is that ringing why's that ringing a bell <laughs> jillian bell i'm gonna i'm gonna feel like an idiot when i um, oh her yeah 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 from uh the night before and yeah. uh she's in a, a 22 jump street yeah Okay. I think she's so funny. She is funny. She's hilarious. Yeah. Night before was hilarious. The night before was great. She was oh. in uh, August Christmas Party. Okay. Too. Yeah. Kate McKinnon was in that too. You said. Yes. I kind of want to see that now. And T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller's hilarious. T.J. Miller is hilarious. I said uh, Allison Brie to voice speech. I can definitely see that. I mean, her voiceover work in Lego Movie, BoJack Horseman. She's got a knack for it, you know. Yeah. She's funny. 
She's got charisma. She's got spunk. Yep. <laughs> Bowser. Bowser? Oh, where, where are you going with this? Seth Rogen. <laughs> I'm just picturing the laugh. That's why. That is exactly why. Except, like, Bowser would be CG. And... <laughs> You know, like, in Mario 64, he has that, like... That's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, um... Seth Rogen doing that. When you go through that hallway and the painting uh, changes from from Peach to Bowser, and then you fall through the floor and the laugh, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why. With... You know... Yep. (laughs) Oh. I thought my ideas were ridiculous, and they're not anymore. (laughs) I said Idris Elba. To voice an animated Bowser. Wow. Huh. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it would work. Uh, and he's got voiceover experience. Again, Zootopia, Jungle Book. Not much more to say than that. He, he nails villains. He's got the, the deep, booming sort of Bowser voice, right? Yeah. DK. Donkey Kong. Danny McBride. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It only gets worse from here. When are they going to make this? Why haven't they made this? I have no idea. I mean, they could CG it, but they wouldn't have to. Now, what... uh, Side note, what... What storyline are they adapting? See, I pictured... A Smash Bros. type scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with this. I, I really don't. I never thought too far into what the plot of this movie would be. Yeah. I just was thinking, how ridiculous can I make this? Mario Party. Mario Party. Oh my god. That, that could be the title. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mario Party. You got everybody covered. They all get high as shit and play some weird-ass life-size board game where yeah. they are the pieces. They get high, they get sucked into the game. Yep, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I said Philomar. Nice. Because Philomar can do it. I mean, I just I wrote down a, a small assortment of his roles. Aquaman in the Injustice games and Young Justice... He voiced Samurai Jack. He voiced Baxter Stockman in the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. Bail Organa in Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars. Hermes in Futurama. Ollie Williams from Family Guy. And Jarvis Dormammu. Uh, yeah, Jarvis and Dormammu in uh, like pretty much everything. And uh, John Stewart in the Justice League cartoons. Yeah, that's some of those. Some of those. Some of those voices. I like the John Stewart and. Uh, What's the other one I saw there? And the Ollie Williams. I think those two could really play into how he would do... I mean, not, not quite Ollie Williams' speed, but the, the deeper voice, right? Yoshi? <laughs> Gary Busey. No. <laughs> but can you imagine that? I, I, all I'm picturing is Gary Busey in a child's Yoshi costume going around picking things up with his tongue. <laughs> Yoshi! No, um... I was thinking, uh, Danny... What's his last name? Putty? Putty? Oh, yeah. Community? Played on it? I was thinking, get him. But part of me was also thinking, like... I don't know. Get someone, like... How they had Vin Diesel do Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy, where they had this big-name person only say I am Groot it'd kind of be the same thing because you'd be you could get anyone in there to just say the word Yoshi Dwayne Johnson there you go Dwayne Johnson just get Yoshi (laughs) some big name celebrity like it could be the biggest name in the cast like the highest paid actor out of the whole thing Tom Cruise yeah and just have him say one word Yoshi with different inflections I was kind of at a loss in voicing Yoshi, and the closest thing I could think of was Sarah Silverman. Oh my god. 
she voices uh, some characters on Bob's Burgers. Yeah. And she's got that. The it's kind of the same tone going on. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which kid it is. It's Andy and Ollie. I don't remember one one of them. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's the best I could think of for that one. That one was a little tough. Who you got next? Uh, you want to do Kirby? Sure. Mindy Kaling. Like, I wouldn't have Mindy, like, dressed as Kirby. No, she would be just voicing. Yeah. But this one was actually one that I saw as being more serious. Because Mindy has that small voice. Kind of high-pitched. That's actually pretty good casting, I gotta say. And she can be really, really funny. Yeah, she Like, is. she... You see her alongside of a lot of these other actors. Again, the night before. The night before. Um, she's She was in This Is The End. Yeah, she was. So, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she works well with a lot of these other actors. She's funny on her own. And, well, I haven't seen the Mindy Project, but in the movies that I've seen her in alongside these people, I've always mm. thought she was funny. I've enjoyed her. So, and I think her voice would be perfect for Kirby. Especially if she wasn't just doing that little hi thing that Kirby does. Like, if it was, like, pink animated Kirby walking alongside Jonah Hill Mario, just, like, saying in her Mindy Kaling voice, like, hey, where the fuck are we going? (laughs) Guys, I'm hungry. Can we get something to eat? (laughs) That would work. Yeah. I want to see this now. <laughs> My uh, broken brain just comes up with so many ridiculous things. The only choice, and not even that it was my last resort, is a vo- uh, the actress popped in my head and I was like, yeah, gotta happen. Kirby voiced by Tara Strong. Okay. The voice of Raven from Teen Titans, Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents, and Bubbles from Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty Tara Strong. She's fantastic. She's I mean, she's in a bunch of other stuff, but those are just the you know, the big ones I throw in. Yeah. Who do you have next? Um Do you have anyone else? I've got I've got a few more here. Okay. I think we've got the uh, the we, we got four left. I've got five left. Five? Yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna say Fox. Fox? Paul Rudd. It's perfect. Yep. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd anyway. Yeah, me too. Put him in everything. Yeah. Stop putting him in comedies that aren't so great and put him in more quality movies like Ant Man. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I said Alan Tudyk because I love Alan Tudyk and I think nice. I think Alan Tudyk should be in every movie. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not joking, I'm probably going to use Alan Tudyk every couple weeks because I want him to be in everything. There's something else, like when we were talking about a few episodes after this one, where I fan-casted Alan Tudyk. I've already got him in another one. Oh, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> I have him cast in something else as well. And, and, and I think we might be thinking about the same thing if maybe. it's an episode that we've already talked about doing. Maybe. We'll, yeah. we'll discuss that after. Yeah. Uh, I like that Alan Tudyk is accidentally in every Disney movie. Yeah. Because he's in uh, Zootopia, he's in Big Hero 6, he's in Moana, he's in Frozen, he's in... There's some one I'm missing in there, but they... I don't think they realized... It. Oh, Rogue One. Yeah. Disney started putting him in everything. <laughs> Which maybe, maybe Marvel will come calling? I hope so. Uh, I've actually been watching his show Con Man recently. Have you ever heard of that? No. Con Man, it was written, created, written, directed, and starring Alan Tudyk. And uh, it was, uh, God, it was um, crowdfunded. And the idea is he, <laughs> it's a long shot here, but Alan Tudyk plays an actor who used to play the pilot of a ship on a sci-fi series that got cancelled <laughs> who is now stuck on the Comic-Con 
sort of uh, route. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh my god. I know, it, this sounds crazy, but Nathan Fillion plays the guy who used to play the captain of the ship and had a better career afterwards. <laughs> and That's amazing. It, it's like 10, 15-minute episodes, and they're hilarious. And it's just uh, the character Ray Nearly getting caught up in these unfortunate situations. And it's a hilarious show. I recommend it strongly. Awesome. Uh... Who are we going with next? Depends on who you have. Ness. Ness. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Oh, is that a guy from uh, Workaholics? Yep. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not that familiar. Wait, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Is that? Is that the guy I don't like, or the guy I get mixed up with? Probably the guy you don't like. I forget. There's two of them, and they got. No, no, it's that's not the one. Skylar Aston's the one I don't like. I I don't like the guy's face. Adam Devine, I got a problem with him. No beef. Cool. I don't I don't think I've actually seen much with him in it. Okay. Um. Well, he was in the Pitch Perfect movies. He was in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. He did a voice in the Lego Batman movie. Oh really? Yeah. Um. What else has he been in? He was in Why Him for a little bit. Still need to see that. Um, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I uh, I said Jeremy Shada, the voice of... Uh, whoa, I'm uh, blanking there. Adventure Time. Uh, Finn. Okay. Main character. And he voices a character in Voltron Legendary Defender. And he's, he's got the that perfect little kid voice. I think would perfectly suit Ness. I don't know a whole lot about Ness. I never really played much Earthbound. I haven't either. I just know him mostly from the Smash Bros. games. Yeah, me too. Captain Falcon. Zach Efron. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he could he could work that. I could like, do that. He's fit and muscular enough to play that role, to throw out some Falcon punches to people. Yeah. But he. Zach Efron's a funny dude. He is. He's really funny. Neighbors, Dirty Grandpa, um, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Um, uh, looks like he's going to be funny in Baywatch coming up. Yeah. What's that other one he did? Him and Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. What's that movie? That called? awkward moment. There you go. Yeah. I uh, I casted. The same person as the voice of Captain Falcon as I would cast in a live action. Nathan Fillion. Nice. Because then you get you get Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk in there working together too. But like Nathan Fillion, <laughs> he is Captain Falcon to the point where when I play the games, I look at Captain Falcon and I'm like, that's totally Nathan Fillion underneath that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I've only got one left. I don't know. I've got two left. I don't know what the we other. We had the same number of casts. It's just okay. I cast someone instead okay. of Link. Okay. Uh, well, let's go with Samus. Kristen Wiig. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got my money. Make the movie. You got my money. <laughs> I'll see it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to think about it, but I'll see it. It might not be any good, but it's funny to think about. I said Jennifer Hale, because she's already voiced Samus, and she's one of the best working female voice actors in the business. Yeah. You know, Mass Effect. Never played a whole lot of it myself, but, you know. That's all I have. I don't know what you have left there. I have one more person. I'm going to guess your previously mentioned favorite character, Ike. No. No. Okay. Wario. Oh fuck. Oh Jesus. Um. I had two people in mind for this. Um, for two very different reasons. Uh, one, based on a character they've played recently, like, and one I've is a YouTube creator. I think Jack Septicai 
would be hilarious as Wario. Jacksepticeye as Wario. Because Wario's just like, and Jacksepticeye is just so loud and oh, fast talking. So and much just, energy. Yeah. Plus, like, the facial hair and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But also, because of her portrayal of Sean Spicer on oh SNL, my God. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> that fits better with the tone of those movies, I think. Yeah. But I mean, holy she shit. nails Sean Spicer so well. She's so funny when she does that. So can you imagine her as Wario? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bill that. I'd. I'd keep that as a surprise. Yeah. Just like halfway through the movie. Yeah. I only just thought about Melissa McCarthy like as we were going down through the list. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my question is. Who does James Franco play? Because he has to find a, a spot in there. James you, Franco. You, did, you didn't cast Link. I mean, I, I <laughs> could put him in there. Toad. No. He <laughs> um, could just be a, be a Koopa Troopa. I mean, I could have Link in there, but I feel like Link would be more of Dave Franco. Dave, yeah. And then have James Franco, like, clean-shaven as Zelda? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, um, I honestly don't know who... I, I did think of James Franco as an option. I think I was thinking uh, Franco as Fox, but then I was like, no, I love Paul Rudd, and I want somewhere to put Paul Rudd. Maybe Franco could be Wario. Maybe Franco could be... Uh, Waluigi. Franco alongside McCarthy. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. I I just feel like I'm kind of grasping at straws here, just pulling stuff out of my ass. I mean, if I had time to actually sit down and think about it, I'm sure I could either replace one of the people I've already said with James Franco. But, yeah, like, he should be in a movie like this. You with gotta, all these other characters. You've got everybody else. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Michael Sarah as Toad. Yeah. Michael Sarah as a, a very brief appearance as Toad. Yeah. Literally just just to throw in the uh, princesses in another castle line. <laughs> hey guys, um, sorry to disappoint you, but princess, she, she she's in another castle. Fuck off, Michael. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm thinking for for a costume here, literally just the the toad hat, but the Juno jump short uniform. <laughs> I mean, we could have James Franco as Falco. Yeah, yeah. Have him come in alongside Paul Rudd as Star Fox. That could work. That could work. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be completely opposed to that. Maybe as Mr. Game and Watch. What about... Um, Who would you cast as Ice Climbers? Hold on, let me let me think this over for a second. Uh, what's that kid's name that played McLovin? <laughs> Christopher Mintz Plasse. I said kid, but he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Mintz Plasse and Sean William Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't fit at all, but one. No. <laughs> I think we've run this topic into the ground. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, but, yeah, like, no, I, I was totally in the mindset of raunchy comedy when I thought this up. Um, I was watching movies like uh, Dirty Grandpa with Zac Efron and Robert De Niro. I still haven't seen that. As I was sitting there on my laptop trying to brainstorm this up, so that's why it just, like, popped right into my head. And I was just like, Ryan is not going to think to go... No. Raunchy comedy no, with this. No, I did not. So I want to go in a completely different direction from you. So I wanted to see how 
Well, I can catch you off guard with that. Ice Cube is Daisy. <laughs> oh my god. Because what, who, who would Samuel L. Jackson play in this? Uh, Nick Fury. He's in everything. <laughs> that's that's the answer. Just just Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, like, like the college humor skit. Nick Fury in every movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's... Uh, Time to wrap that up. Of these motherfucking bombs on this motherfucking <laughs> stage. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good ending note. Yeah. Sam Jackson calling everyone motherfucker in a Nintendo movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, this has been episode three of Jedi Dropouts. Thanks for dropping by. And make sure to drop out.